There we go. Okay, now we just got it. Hey, Gen. Yeah. You know what's bullshit? What? Why do water companies charge extra money so you can have a nippy tip on your bottle? You know what you know talk about with the nippy tip? No. Alright, so like it's the tip of the bottle where you can just suck the water from? Nippy tip. It kinda looks like a nipple. Oh, one of those ones like you could pull out and then suck it. Yeah. Or like just go like a like a Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a squeeze it in your mouth like an NBA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why they do it. Nippy tip. Yeah. But why do they charge so much more because it has a nippy tip? Because it costs more to make. No, it doesn't. Than a screw on lid. Does it just straight up not? No. It seems like Maybe it would. like a penny. Well, that's why. They don't. They oh man, penny. it's a penny. For, uh, the reason I'm saying this is because uh, I, I run I run a convenience store and uh, I got I got water in today. I was supposed to order regular one liter bottles. Instead, they sent me some nippy tips mm-hmm. that are smaller bottles, same price as the one liter bottle. They're like half the size. Like, why are you charging this much for a nippy tip? Do, do, do people need the nippy tip that bad? No. Why just work for nippy? Sex sells, that's why. I really just wanted to say nippy tip. All right, well, thank you for bringing this to us t- today, Josby. I'm very glad. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Get and Jump Show. You're not doing that voice. I'm Jump. Not on my time. <laughs> and that is Gan. Hi, Gan. Is this a blue collar comedy tour podcast now? Yeah. You might be a redneck if your neck is red. <laughs> you be blue collared if your collar's blue. It's because. My aunt farts a lot. We call her Fartin' Aunt. Fartin' Nanny. <laughs> anyway, uh... She drinks Miller Lite and throws darts with my cousin Jerry. <laughs> and farts. <laughs> I don't know why. It's way funnier that you gave uh, Jerry a name and his name was Jerry than if you just said throw darts with my cousin. They gotta have names. Yeah, well, my phone's going. I forgot to silence it. Good job, dude. What, what a high level podcast we're I'll running the, here. I'll do this. It's it isn't. I'll do the same because I actually have to use my yeah, phone. We were supposed to do that before we started recording, but you know, I'm just a fucking genius. Speaking of high level podcasts, this is a special episode because we might have missed one. We missed uh we missed a week of like the Halloween shit because of a personal issue I had. Yeah. So uh, instead, we watched. We did a double feature where we watched both the Curse of Michael Myers. For Halloween and H two O, and yeah. so we're gonna do a little bit. We're gonna break from the norm a bit here. We're just gonna talk doing. about those today. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about anything else. Nope, that's it. But I think we'll have plenty to talk about because one is absolute shit, mm-hmm. and the other is really good. Yeah. So it's like two extremes. Then both will be a lot of fun to talk about. I don't want to talk about H two O until we talk about H two O because I feel like it's gonna be easy to compare and contrast because, oh, like yeah, you yeah. said. One is shit, and then one is uh, is pretty good. Yeah, it's but pretty I, good. but let's get to the pretty good later. Right now, we're gonna dive deep into the muck of this fucking movie. 
Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers, or most people just call it Halloween Six. It's the first one, first one to drop the numbering because it was getting embarrassing at this point. But it didn't help the quality of the movie. That's still embarrassing. No, it is an actual pile of garbage. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. The characters aren't very good. The plot's not very good, mainly because it doesn't make any sense. No, it's bad. It's the worst on plot. I don't feel. like uh, don't like Michael in this movie at all. Don't like uh, anything in this movie at all, really. No, it's it's really it's really uh. There is very few positives I can list here. One of them is a death. A man head explode and it was cool. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and there was also another really funny scene where uh, <laughs> Michael hands a towel to a man. But <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> they really want to add like that kind of slapsticky bullshit. I've been debating in that fucking movie. I've been debating with myself whether five or this one is worse. I I I thought it was no contest. I think you definitely think this one is worse. Yeah, I'm leaning towards five, and I'll tell you why. But but both of them are similar in the way that they're bad, because both of them, five and six, uh, fail to deliver on their predecessor's interesting cliffhanger. Kill a main character in the first twenty minutes for no goddamn reason. <coughs> leave us only with uninteresting side characters as our protagonists. Uh, give Donald Pleasance nothing to do, have a boring-ass Michael Myers, and waste my time. They all, both of them did that. (laughs) I'm gonna give the edge to this one, and it's only a tiny sliver. You could almost consider these to be, in my rankings, about the same. Because I hated 5 and 6. Like, almost equally. I give the edge to this one only because 5 insulted me more with its waste of 4's cliffhanger, which was a good cliffhanger. Setting it up so that, like, Jamie was going to be the killer now was interesting. And that is a good lead-in for a good movie, and they didn't capitalize on that. This movie's lead-in was 5's cliffhanger, which was bad, and remains bad, and then they did nothing with it. Because there's... An inkling of an idea that might be good with the concept they're throwing at us here. Which is a shadowy, ancient Halloween ritual cult, similar to the stuff in Halloween 3, I guess. Yeah. That's controlling Michael and making him kill people the whole time. Giving some mythology and legacy to the character is an interesting idea. It takes away some of the creepiness of Michael himself, in my opinion, to do that. But... Nonetheless, it's an interesting idea, and you could make a good movie out of that, but they didn't. They wasted it, and they they, they did nothing interesting with the concept well, yeah, of the cult. Be- mainly because it barely existed, mainly because of reshoots. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to get to. Uh, there's a producer's cut of this movie. That's the original version of this movie. It's weird that it's a producer's cut. It's usually when you get something like that, it's a director's cut. Because usually it's the producer's fault that a movie goes through reshoots anyway. Yeah. I don't know why it's called the producer's cut. It just is. And that's like a weird, uh, for a long time, not available version of this movie that hardcore Halloween fans sought after and found. And then we're probably disappointed by it because it's about as bad. If <laughs> We watched the theatrical for clarification's sake. Uh, yeah. You can tell, it's you can easily tell that this is a movie that's been butchered to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of bad transitions 
that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of stuff where you could tell, like, there's just something missing, especially towards the end of the film. We'll get to that in a bit, because that's one of the worst parts of the entire movie is the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, but yeah, uh, a lot of it makes no sense without that extra context that the producer's cut provided. But it, it doesn't, like, really make the movie that much better. No. The plot of the producer's cut expands upon a certain things that, like, don't add up. Because, like, the cult's just, like, there. And when it's revealed, like, everything about them, it's really quick. And you don't get a whole lot of information. You're kind of just left wondering. Because the movie focuses more on Michael as his own villain. Right. Rather than this cult controlling him. Whereas in the producer's cut, the cult is totally controlling him. And... The main difference between the producer's cut and the theatrical cut can be summed up by how Michael Myers is taken out in both both edits. The first one, he's taken out by a bunch of rocks on the ground. Yeah! <laughs> they, put a bunch of, they put a bunch of rocks on the ground, and uh, because Michael is a being controlled by mystical means, this stops him and immobilizes him. Whereas in the, the theatrical edit, Michael ends up killing all of the cult by himself of his own accord. And is only destroyed by Paul Rudd beating him with a pipe a lot. And that's it, I guess. He's not killed either, but like, No, you know. he's just knocked out like the usual Mikey stuff. Yeah. But then, uh, after that, in the, in the, uh, theatrical cut, uh, what they just like, isn't it they, oh god, I feel like you're getting to the ending, and we should probably talk about all the garbage that happens before the yeah, end. Yeah, no, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where, at first, it's actually kind of interesting. Kinda? Yeah. Because you I don't just... really know what's going on, and yeah, we, were, yeah. we were questioning when this took place, and it, it, when it was revealed that the main character we were following was Jamie, I was kind of surprised, because I didn't know this movie took place so much into the future. Eight years later? She's like eighteen to twenty. I I don't know what the age is on her. I think, it was, I think what what from what I gathered, it was eight years after. But at Halloween the very 5. least, the last time we saw Jamie was when Michael was getting busted out of jail by Hatman, and she was like nine, or ten. I think she was like ten. And then it kind of makes, like eight years later, she's like eighteen. They kind of make her look like a young teenager, so that kind of makes sense. And uh, in the theatrical cut, it's kind of glazed over. But I guess what we are left to assume from the producer's cut, because they kind of dance around it too, is, I guess, back in Halloween 5, she didn't remain free for very long. This cult captured her. And then, I I guess, as gross as it is, uh, made Michael Myers fuck her and impregnate her? Yes. And... They completely took that out of the theatrical cut. I can see why. Yeah, it's really gross. <laughs> because it's really grody and, like, as awful as Michael Myers is, I mean, he's a slasher villain. You don't want to go full, he's a rapist. Imagine how much less fun any slasher movie would be if they were just a rapist. Like, I mean, you can go as far as you want. Like, Freddy Krueger's a child murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But, like, he's fun. <laughs> he's not a rapist. At least I think I don't know. He's going in bathtubs and shit. Don't technically, quote Michael me Myers is a child murderer. He was trying to. He spent the entirety of uh, four and five trying to murder a child. Yeah, and six technically at the very beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's just a little too much. If you want to go that dark with it, the rest of the movie doesn't jive with that at all, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so he he's her uncle dad, 
Uncle Dad. To this baby that she has, and she escapes with the baby in the beginning of this movie. Uh, Manages to get away from this weird facility of sorts that this cult runs. We see them deliver the baby in like a weird satanic ritual setting. Uh, She escapes with it. But of course, Michael Myers is sent after her and he catches up with her. And then he just kills her. And Jamie, the uh, almost sort of main character of this entire shitty trilogy of Halloween movies, is dead. Doesn't matter anymore, I guess. Yep, just right at the beginning. Just The kill was cool. Yeah, it was really brutal. Yeah, I like the kill, but I don't like who he was killing. No, I mean, it is, it's not, of course, not the actress from before. It's somebody else because that was a little girl. Although she might have been old enough to play her again by the time it came around to this. Because it took them like six years to shit out this movie. Which is another weird it's amazing. production thing. Well, they knew that Five was bad. Because they... I think there's even a quote from uh, Mufasa Akkad or whatever his name is. Uh, that Sargon was uh, Akkad? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the producer of all of these movies until H2O, I think. Uh where he was, like, drunk off the success of Halloween 4, we immediately started production on Halloween 5. Something like that is the quote. And uh, it shows in the quality of Halloween 5 that they rushed that out. Yeah, that movie has so many bad shots, like shoddy editing. For 6, they really wanted to make something better and more respectable to the franchise, so they took time trying to find good writers to make a good script. And apparently the initial script for this movie was good, it was good enough for Donald Pleasance, who, I guess after 5, didn't want anything else to do with this franchise. Probably because 5 was bad. Yeah, don't blame And him. they changed his character a bit, and I could see him being against that. Although I kind of enjoy it. Uh, it's funny, because he's like 100% done with this shit. But that is kind of like inconsistent with how he is in this movie. He's kind of back to being a more kinder Dr. Loomis than he was in the previous movie. Right. Uh but yeah, he signed on to be in this because of the strength of the script, I guess. He he liked it. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened entirely. The original title of this movie was going to be Halloween 666. Maybe still The Curse of Michael Myers, but they were going to lean more towards the cult angle. And the producer's cut kind of shows that. But... I guess from some test screenings that producers cut didn't go very well. So they focused more on just Michael Myers and just the random killings that slasher movies can kind of have. Yeah. I, one of the interesting things, one of the things that made like the original Halloween movies so good was that not just the, you know, how good the killings are and like the atmosphere, but also like, the things it did in the background. It's something that 4, 5, and 6 all suffer from. Is the little things that happen, like, not in the forefront of the movie. Yeah. The, the little, the, the stalker Michael shots. All the, the, just the, the, uh, the environments and all the, uh, all the scenery. The characters. It's something it's that missing. Like, only... All that backbone. Only two was able to really replicate. While two didn't really have the good characterization, it eventually did because I think the Laurie and Loomis stuff is good. 
But, oh, it's fantastic. But a, but a lot of the like characters that he's killing throughout the movie aren't really like good characters or interesting. No, neither were they in Halloween one. I guess that's true. But we at least spend more time with them and get to know them better. Uh, we we spend very little time with that in Halloween two, and, and now it's kind of just like in five and six. I think more so in five. Although they give us some scenes with these characters that before Michael Myers just inevitably kills them, uh, they're so fucking uninteresting. And it's obviously they're going to die as soon as they show them to us. There's there's no question. <laughs> they're just such bad one-note characters that there's no other point for them to exist other than for Michael Myers to blow up their heads, you know? <laughs> right. Like, it's just... Yeah, they're just pawns. But I guess getting back to the plot, once we move away from that, we kind of, like, get reintroduced to, like, Dr. Loomis, and he's looking old as shit. This was his final movie, uh, Donald Pleasance. Uh, that, that's a shitty last movie to have as your last movie, but uh, at least he wasn't around to see it in theaters. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> he Well, I think he would have been mad at what what have happened oh yeah, yeah for sure it's the script and then they just didn't use it and made a different movie he kind of gets roped into looking after michael myers again because he's back in town coming to haddonfield uh we get introduced to our characters which uh none, none of whom are very interesting or good uh i guess it's the it's the strode family right yes which I, I don't know what their connection to Lori is i guess this is like her uncle's family yeah like the main dickhead dad character is like the, her uncle yeah that was her uncle i don't even think we really met her family in halloween just her parents very briefly yeah it's very brief like we see more of the cop who's the dad of her friend yeah because it's not about her parents no it's another mistake yeah it's this a mistake movie, this movie to make, makes uh... immediately this movie makes the mistake immediately of like trying to give some kind of background story of their family they're like oh they don't have too good of a home situation <laughs> like it's it's the dad is hilarious because he's such a fucking dickhead. But it does nothing to service the plot at all. No, I think it makes Michael less interesting if he's just going after a family. And also it makes him not make any sense because what about all the people that weren't in the Myers just, wing of the family? He wasn't just going for the family. He was going for anybody that was entering or getting near the house. And he okay. was going after the, our our lead or other lead female because well that she, might be, uh, had the baby that might be the case for most of these Halloween movies but this one clearly actually states that the cult by the killing of one family will make goodwill happen for other families or something like that's their ritual that's what they're doing with Michael it's Myers. their own family it's, it's not their own family. family yes the, the the thing is the one person kills their entire family to. To bring like, like, peace and prosperity to yeah. other families. But I guess that entire family doesn't just mean like Michael Myers's family. No, it does. You're well, mistaking the Schroeder family it, all getting killed because they are all in the fucking house. It's just That's why they, they live died. In the they they house. were in Michael Myers' house. He was trying to go back there and okay. use it as like a base for himself. And they then do, like they do make it weird because our, our other main. It was just happenstance that killed them. Nothing our, else. Our main person in that family is, uh, I guess, a down-on-her-luck mom. Yes. Of, With uh, a weird kid. Who, it has, like... Who is, like, a Shining ripoff character. Yeah, and, yeah. like, there's a dumb shit happening. And they don't explain that at all. 
No, they don't really expand upon it. It, it. That's why I'm referring to it as that, because he's literally just a ripoff of Danny from The Shining, and then yeah. just because they know that that was in a horror movie one time. <laughs> oh, my God. And they just threw it in, because, like, oh, it had the kid, if we're having a kid character, he has to have some kind of, like, dark psychic power or something, you know? Not that he really d- uses it or has any, like, real... Me- reason to have it but he it's it's more like he has the like michael myers like tendency to like have the evil enter him or whatever but but nothing happens with it that's anything interesting no. at all so it turns out our actual lead of this movie not the not the lead from the past two movies is paul rudd yeah paul rudd plays a legacy character from halloween one that no one thought or asked for to come back now i have to ask a question Sure. This is something I was trying to figure out when we were watching the movie. He says, when he's introduced, uh-huh. he calls into a radio show that's talking about Michael Myers. Which gets Halloween. A, a weird amount of screen time, this fucking shock jock, Howard Stern-esque it's radio trying show. To like, it's trying to use that to give you like backstory, and it's dumb. But, yeah. uh, well, if you heard about Haddonfield, there was a crazy person that killed a bunch of people. Donate to our Patreon. And then he's like, <laughs> I saw Michael Myers... Eight years ago. So was he in Halloween 5? I think that's a misquote from the script because he is actually supposed to be... The character he's playing is called Tommy Doyle. And in looking up who Tommy Doyle is, Tommy Doyle is from Halloween 1. Yeah, but didn't Tommy Doyle have a cameo in Halloween 5? Maybe, but I don't remember it. It wasn't important if so. Because what he said... I'll have to look it up. At least try to. I should have done it before we recorded this. But I wasn't even thinking about it. it. Just kind of triggered back into my mind when we started talking about the movie. Okay, is that's what I heard, what I heard him say is that he called into the thing and he said I saw Michael Myers eight years ago, which I, is the time gap between five and five and six. A possible explanation for that is he's talking about seeing him during the events of Halloween Five. That's what I'm trying to say. Whether we saw him witness them or not, like it did happen on the same fucking street in Hadfield, the same he, fucking locations. Wh- why didn't he just straight up just go like, he could have shown exactly who he was right then and there, or just been like, when I was a child, he was coming after the person Yeah, I don't know if they mentioned us. that or not. I feel like he had to have. He does, later he introduces himself as Tommy Doyle. Later. Yeah. Not right then when the character's introduced. So first you're like, who the fuck is this? It's Paul Rudd. It's Paul Rudd. What's mm-hmm. Paul Rudd doing? He's weird. He's acting bad is what he's doing. Now, I love Paul Rudd. Don't get me wrong here. He's not good in this movie, though. No. <laughs> he's really... I won't, I won't blame Paul Rudd for this. But it's probably the script, but he's, like, really weird. It's the script and the direction, I'll say, because they have him play, like, a kind of, like, conspiracy nut survivor of Michael Myers. So he was the... He was the kid getting babysat in Halloween 1, just to clarify. Yes. And he went on to become this weirdo who is kind of overly obsessed with Michael Myers and trying to find out why he exists. Uh, But he hasn't really resurfaced in these movies until now, I guess. Uh, He hasn't really tried to do anything about it until this movie right here now, I guess. But, uh... He, he also happens to be uh, peeping on the mom across the street. I guess he's living in Laurie Strode's old house because that was across the street from the Myers house, right? Or at no. least close to it? No. They, all these houses are on the same fucking street, though. 
Yeah, but it was it was further away. In uh, in Halloween one, the sh- the house that Lori was in was across the street from her friend's house. That's right. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up with that. Yeah. Okay. So, but are they living in the Myers house? Yes. Remodeled. In in this Strode family in Halloween six, they they got the Myers house remodeled okay. and they were having trouble selling it, so they moved into this house because it was super cheap. But I'm sure what, they said that in the movie, but I kind of glazed over yeah, it. They and said it's it. also hard to make that association when the time gap is only eight years. Yeah. And we saw the Myers house at the end of five, and it was a dilapidated piece of shit. Well, apparently what happened, from what I gathered from the movie, is that the, the dad character, the angry dad character who's a giant piece of shit, is a realtor. He got a real good deal on this house to live in. He was a realtor trying to sell this house. Oh, and he couldn't. He couldn't cause... sell it, so he just decided to move the family. And he couldn't sell it because it was the Myers house. Well, no shit. Yeah. So he didn't tell his family about it and move them in. Nobody probably and How did they to... not know? It's the weird thing. It's such a legend there. Uh, well, it seems that everybody else knew. But, but then. But he didn't tell his family. But then the town knew, and the shock jockey dude knew, because part of the plot is he comes to town to cover it. I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> what so, it all what it's all leading to is Michael showing up and Tommy uh, through some convoluted means finds the baby that Jamie left behind and he has the baby. Well, he's he's at the what happens is all right. So Jamie leaves baby hidden at train station, right? Yeah. And he's just going to the train station because he's trying to get around. And he gets around by train because he weirdo doesn't drive a car. Sure. In, in a small town. Did they which say that? sucks. He takes a train. He, he's going to... T- he's in the train station. He's going to take a train. Right? right. That's that's just... You have to infer that from what the movie's giving you. That just makes sense to me. Anyway. Is he leaving Haddonfield? Because Haddonfield's small from everything we know about it. Maybe. Whatever. Okay. The movie doesn't tell you a lot. No, it doesn't. It kind of just bops around. <laughs> but anyway, so he's there and then he sees the blood trail left by Jamie. Yeah. Which and leads to the baby. the baby in a toilet. And so he has the baby. Not in a toilet. No, she was in a, the baby was in a cupboard. Was it? Yes, which is even worse. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of when she was hiding in the How long was that baby in the cupboard? Days. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck is it all right? How did How live? the fuck is it? You put your... Jamie, I know you were desperate, but you put your baby in a fucking cupboard. You've heard an elf. What on, is wrong with you? You've heard an elf on a shelf. So now, baby because, in a cupboard. Because Paul Rudd's a giant fucking weirdo. Instead of calling child protective services right away, he just, he just kidnapped baby. He just takes a baby. He's like, "Oh look, his baby, my baby now." And then takes I'm gonna the name baby. you Stephen. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and he takes the baby, and he doesn't know whose baby this is. Nope. He meets Doctor Loomis, and then Doctor Loomis tells about the baby. Yeah. So, like, he just took this baby because it's a baby. Uh, yeah, he, he wanted a baby? I guess he has some suspicions that it's connected to the Michael Myers thing, but I don't know how he would know that. Why? He has no, no. He literally just grabbed it because it's a baby. He's like, oh, look, it's a baby. Here's a baby. I'll take the baby. The only information that he had was, I mean, possibly you could put piece it together from the radio show broadcast that he was on. Did, did Jamie mention her location? No. When she called in? Don't think so. Because cop line was busy, so she called the shock jockey radio show while running from Michael Myers. Dumb, dumb fucking shit. Anywho. No, because nobody showed up at the train station until the morning after. Yeah. I just was trying to remember if she mentioned she was there. Like, come help me. I'm here at the train station. No, she didn't say where she was at. She just was saying some shit about him. He's coming and... 
all I that. Like she had to. If they if she did, they might have cut it. Because again, this movie is a mess. Because like we're actually struggling to remember. At least I am. Bits and pieces of what happened. Because it's shit. Because it's shit, and because there's two different versions of this movie. Yeah. Which I've kind of I haven't watched the producer's cut, and I don't want to, but I've read up on it. Yeah, I'm not watching this movie ever again. Why the fuck would oh, I watch hell the producer's no. cut? No. I'm never watching this movie again. It doesn't improve upon it a whole lot. It just makes the cult stuff make a little more sense. And as a result, as weird, creepy, kind of removes shit. some of the stuff that I like in the movie, like the excessive Michael Myers kills, which is some of the only stuff that I like in this movie. He blows up the dad's head with electricity. Yeah. Whatever. He, Fuck uh, it, we blew up ahead. It's fun. Hit, hit, hit the kill of the shock jockey was funny, too, because he, he shows up in Haddonfield because he's covering the Michael Myers shit because, like, ratings or whatever. There's this fucking dumb scene where he like, he's like, Haddonfield, you ready to party? And he has, like, a trench coat on, and he, like, opens it up, and he's, like, just in a Speedo or something. And oh. he's like, yeah, woo. giant fucking weird. He's like, I, he's I like we're going to go him. to the original Myers house. And then Myers kills him in a car. As he's like talking to his producer or whatever. He's like Mikey, just like get just once again exhibiting his uh, solid snake level sneaking ability. Oh yeah, just gets in this van and just hanging out, somehow knowing that that good old fucking radio host here is gonna get in the van. He just knew he was gonna get in there. <laughs> Great. Whatever. Michael's otherworldly, you know. I mean, he just knows these things, you know. No, he just has a hundred sneak. Maybe he failed the mission and then retried it, and he already knew the guy was gonna get in the, <laughs> in the car, so. <laughs> that, and then he's sitting in the van and then all of a sudden he noticed something behind him and he goes Bleep! and then he dies right but then what happens after is fun because he strings him up in a tree yeah, in lights part. and then like Paul Rudd just walking around and then he look up well, no this little girl has like is getting red dropped on her she's like mommy it's raining strawberries or whatever <laughs> he says mom it's raining why is it red yeah and then like Paul Rudd, like, look up, and then, like, that dude dead and hanging and dripping blood, and he's like, oh, shit. And then it, uh, it falls down, doesn't it? I think so, because, of course, yeah, because people run away, and there's He's just on his way down, and he's like, ratings, baby! <laughs> ratings! <laughs> ratings! I killed myself for the likes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the true next-level Jake Paul. Oh, my God. Find the body hanging. You are the body hanging. Let's dude, do it, fam. That dude is like the fucking late 80s, early 90s version of like a Jake Paul. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a trope. These movies are full of those. Last movie, we had the Greaser Boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the classic 50s Greaser in an 80s movie that is out of place that happens for some reason a lot. Probably because 80s movies were written by people who grew up in the 50s. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> Old people be like that the, are out of touch in like the late 80s. 20s, early 30s. Yeah. What are the kids like these days? Doo-wop? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to have a comb, and he's going to comb his hair back all the time. He's going to be like, hey. Hey, don't touch my fucking car. I'll kill you. <laughs> hey. Hey, give me. I'm. I'm. 17 years old, get me some beer. Let's shoplift it like good kids do. That was in 5, not this one. Oh, wait, that's right. See, I blend them together because they... Oh, this one has much better characters in it, like teenagers trying to have sex version 2, as opposed to version 1. 
This is more like version 19 because every movie has teenagers Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the Halloween trope. You have teenagers having sex. Yeah. And then them subsequently dying. Yeah. So I think it's the brother of the mom character is trying to get a nut. Yeah, he's trying to nut. With this girl. And he then... does. He gets his nut. Oh, yeah, he does. That's right. And this then he, like, he's like, I'm going to go take a shower. And then Michael's like... In there. Yeah, he's in the house, because it's his house. And he's like, hey, like, babe, could you hand me a towel? And Myers hands him the towel. He's trying to be courteous to his fucking guests. Well, he kills him after, so I don't know how courteous he is. He wanted to be dry, at least. <laughs> Kill make wet. Blood. Yeah, not like, good. <laughs> not just, like, water. Like, what if he tries to what if he tries to grab him and his hands just slip? Get that shit wet. all over the floor. He also kills the, the mom earlier. Before the dad comes home and dies as well. Because eventually everybody's trying to keep people away from that house, but nobody listens. Because they know Michael's on the way. At least Loomis is trying to stop people from going to the yeah, house. Yeah, Loomis and... Uh, and, and Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Paul Rudd, man. I'm just going to call him Paul Rudd. Eventually, our characters are holed up in a house uh, that an old woman lives in. Yeah, that Paul Rudd also lives in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's very he has weird. He's like a little apartment thing at the top of it. So so we don't know a whole lot about this old woman character, but then as a big old epic twist, she's a member of the cult. I thought it was great. Because she like, there's a scene. That was fine. Because there's, there's a only scene a scene it. with her, yeah. There, there is a scene before it, before with that, where she kind of establishes herself as like just like a nicer old lady who's like telling stories to the one, to the one kid. And then after, she turns... She lets, you know, I was herself. cult whole time. Yeah, I was a cult boy keeping an eye on you this whole time. And then another, we find out the leader of the cult is Loomis's colleague, who was introduced yeah, the, to us the, at the beginning of the film. Yeah, well, wasn't he in? He is in, I did look that up. I believe he is in Halloween he's in 1. Ha- yeah, he's in Halloween 1. He was, he, at the, towards it's the beginning of the movie. It's such a cut reference that no one would remember, though. Well, I, I remember the guy, because, like, towards the beginning of the movie, when you're at the, uh... At the mental hospital that, you know, Michael breaks out of. Yeah, like then you get a the, scene with He's him the head of that hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he it's still is guy. technically in six. Yeah. Except, like, it's also apparently, I, I don't know if it was this whole time, or is it just recently, it was also the home for a creepy cult. Yeah. And that one, I, I couldn't make out if it was, like, the whole time or, like, just recently. So they kidnap, you know, uh, everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. <laughs> Yeah, like all of our characters. Besides Loomis. Besides Loomis. Or no, they kidnap Loomis too. They didn't really kidnap him. He's just like, come with us. And Loomis Oh, that's like, right. Because he, he has just, a conversation with the, the Yeah, because the guy's the like, I'm not going to you know, beat you up. I'm, I'm going to talk to you. Like, this leads talk. us to some differences in what occurs. Because in, in that version, it's kind of revealed that the baby is going to be like the next Michael Myers, I think, or something like that. And that's why they wanted the baby so bad. Like, Michael was just trying to get it back. And they're they're in complete control of Myers. And none of that revelation happens in in uh, the, the theatrical cut. Theatrical cut also makes it so that they re-catch Jamie. And she doesn't die in a gruesome way. She just dies later at the hospital. Great. Yeah. Which, it doesn't matter. She dies either way. It's very anticlimactic. Why would they try to catch her and bring her back if all they're going to do is kill her? I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry. I said the baby. I think I meant the little boy. 
the Danny Torrance ripoff. They were going to make him into the new Michael Myers because he has the tendency yeah, towards yeah. evil that could be exploited if they implant the whatever into him. Whatever symbol. That's like the, the backstory about the symbol. So they were maybe, like, they were trying to do that with the baby, but yeah. I, I think they're not doing that anymore. They were just going to do it with him. Yeah, you had the dumb backstory. You were like, oh boy, look, there's the symbol. And then he teased at the end of Halloween 5. Oh, and yeah. Like, what's this symbol well, for? Well, it's the symbol for this cult because, you know, every... Every good underground uh, cult that doesn't want to be found, secret society, needs a cool symbol that everyone can remember. Uh, you know, you got to have branding for your evil cult. Uh, hey, man, Scientology <laughs> does it. Reminds me of, like, there's, like, a symbol for the cult in Resident Evil 4 and shit like that. It's the same shit. We're a secretive organization that doesn't want to be found, but here's our cool little symbol that you can assemble in puzzles throughout the game. Yeah. <laughs> Find, buy the t-shirt to our secret society. Wear it to parties. Let everybody know about it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, whatever. It's some mystical rune bullshit that means Sam Hain or some bullshit, right? No, it doesn't mean... It means, uh... You know what? I forget. It doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't fucking matter what it means. I, th- I don't know. No, I just, it really doesn't matter what it means. I know. I just remember the scene where Paul Rudd was explaining what the symbol means. But all I could yeah, think um, of during my, the whole scene... My eyes glazed over that. All I could think of during the whole scene was the Tim and Eric sketch with Paul Rudd because it was Paul Rudd and old computers. So all I could think of was like, <laughs> computer, load up celery, man, please. And like, <laughs> can you give me a flargan snap? <laughs> and all that shit. That's uh, so like all I was in my head. Like I was like, oh, I forgot the movie existed for a minute. I just thought of something better, this Tim and Eric sketch. I didn't think of anything. My eyes literally just glazed over. I forget that entire bit of exposition because it was so dumb. And it was something about, I mean, what the symbol's called, but it's supposed to represent, like, what Before. happens on Halloween every year. Yeah, Sam Hain. Yeah, the Sam Hain. You, you kill your fam, and there's one person kills their entire family so other families can prosper. You kill one family, you eat free. It's your here family. Here at Denny's. And specifically, one person kills their own it's family. It's a Denny's promotion. <laughs> so what happens is like it's a bunch of old people gather together and be like we gotta get coupons at Denny's it says here if you kill your whole family you get to eat free so what I'm trying to figure out why'd they do the baby I you know it's not clear I think the producer's cut makes it a little more clear that they're trying to make a new Myers because uh, his body's probably getting worn out but yeah because like it's from his bloodline pure as opposed to, like, from Lori, I guess. But, like, whatever. It would be the same bloodline. I don't know. Who cares? I don't. Let's just get to the ending. Fuck this movie. I'm tired of talking about it. Want to get to the ending? Yeah. So they escape. <laughs> they wow, all, really? They all captured in... I, I don't know how they escape in the producer's cut, but I know it's funny watching some of the stuff from the producer's cut because Paul Rudd is wearing one of the satanic people's robes. He looks like he's straight out of Manos, the Hands of Fate. <laughs> he got this fucking stupid-ass, big-ass robe they're way, on. They're way too big. He doesn't have that on in the theatrical version where they escape through convenience of Michael Myers just being there. And I guess the cult has no control over what Michael Myers does because he kills all of them. That or they lose control of him. They're not really specific. Well, in the producers they have total control over him they just tell him what to do yeah well because it seems like they had to have been doing something with him because yeah he was there in the beginning of the movie he was there and then he like sent they the cult sent michael after uh 
I mean, they just have him as like a dog, you know. When he's collared and not trying to kill you, it's safe. But yeah, so you know, must once have... he's unleashed, he's unleashed. Yeah, so... You can't do a whole lot about it. Yeah, so they must have just lost control of him. But you think that they would have a, a few more fail safes in case I don't know while we're doing a surgery to kill a baby or some bullshit. Uh, Mike doesn't come in and kill all of us with the surgical equipment. <laughs> Oops! But it doesn't make somebody cool... lock that door next time so Michael doesn't come in and kill all of us. Uh oh, there's not a next time. We're all dead. Lol. Bye, bye, Thorn Cult. I'd I'd like to oh, say. Oh, it's Thorn. That's it. Well, yeah. The symbol was the Thorn symbol. I yelled that earlier. You didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, um, the exposition makes my eyes glaze over even when we we're talking. I'd about like it. to say I'd miss the Thorn Cult, but I don't. The end. Anyway. That leaves us with just Michael, and they're trying to escape from Michael. Uh, they they do. And Lo- and uh, because Paul right Rudd before, beats him with a pipe. Right before all this, Loomis gets knocked out. Yeah. So like he conveniently like a- misses a large chunk of this action here, where Paul Rudd and Mom and a little uh, the Shining Boy uh, fight Michael Myers with syringes of Novocaine. Or whatever. Loomis has spent five movies... And, and a pipe. Loomis has spent five movies for mostly just, like, behind or missing out on core action. Uh, I don't know. In the last one, he got to beat the fuck out of Michael that Myers was, with a board. No, no, no. He always gets there at the end. Oh, yeah. But, like, he misses, like, the entire, like, like three quarters of the core action happening between Michael and the protagonist. Oh, I, and then I Loomis shows why. up. I kind of get why. He's chasing the whole movie and he's a step behind. This yeah. one, he's just unconscious. Yeah, because the head of the cult just knocks him out. Yeah. And then I guess just leaves him in that room while he goes to do something. It wasn't really clear what they were doing in the surgery room when Michael killed all of them. But they had the baby. But whatever, they get the baby. And then you get this really, 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 really dumb scene in both versions. We'll go over what happens in both of them now. In the theatrical version. Oh, you know what? Fine. Fuck that, actually. Producer's version, because the theatrical version is worse. In the producer's version, uh, family escape. Paul Rudd, mom, her son, and baby Steven. But Loomis is like, I have to stay behind. I have some unfinished business. And they're like... Lol, okay, and they leave. <laughs> um, Loomis goes back in, and in the producer's cut, Michael is immobilized by rocks on the ground. He goes up to Michael, and I guess we get like this kind of sense that Loomis feels bad because this whole time he's hated Michael, but it wasn't Michael's fault. Michael's being controlled. And on the ground near him is the head of the cult, or, or something, and... No, 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 what happens is, uh, you have the head of the cult dressed yeah. up in Michael's clothes. That's what it is. On the ground with the rocks around him. Yeah. He didn't mobilize Michael by rocks. So Loomis walks in there, he's like, oh, he the thinks Ma-. it's Michael. And he starts talking to him like it's Michael, and then he takes the mask off. And it's the head of the cult. Yes. And he's like, what? And then there's, it cuts to a shot of Michael just walking away. As the leader of the cult, dressed like Hat Man from Five. Yeah, dressed like Hat Man. Also, Who was the barely leader of the cult? in this one. Who was Hat the leader was, of the cult? Yeah. I guess he was a character, but not really. No, what we he was a vague Hat Man. And then Loomis looks at his hand, and, and Hat Man says, "It's you now," or whatever, because and, he's dying. And then Loomis looks at his wrist, and the thorn symbol begins to appear on Loomis's wrist. And then Loomis starts screaming comically. <laughs> 
No! Ah! It's actually kind of close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like not a good scream. It was funny as fuck. Uh, as Michael escapes, and I guess the uh, implication, even though it is very unclear, is that Loomis is now has to be the leader of the cult. But, like, is something stopping him from not being the leader of the cult? I don't think nothing. Is he being mentally controlled to be the leader of the cult? I think maybe he's just now permanently tied to Michael. That was already kind of true. (laughs) By his choice. Yeah. Was it going to stop? No. No. Dude was, like, 80 and trucking. He's like, I'm retired, but, like, as soon as I hear about Michael, I go into, I'm Dr. Loomis, and I gotta go find him mode. So, whatever. That ending is bullshit, but you know what's even more bullshit than something stupid? Nothing. Yeah, that entire scene is erased in the theatrical version. He just and go, instead, he Loomis goes, walks back inside, and then it cuts to black. business. Cuts to a pumpkin. Oh, that's right, yeah. And we hear him screaming. Implying, I guess, that Michael Myers is just killing him. So Loomis went back in just to die for unexplained reasons. And then as a huge slap in the face, the movie has the fucking balls to cut from that to in memory of Donald Pleasance. (laughs) Because he died not long after the production of this movie in real life. Didn't get to see this movie by the time they got it in theaters, which was like a year after production wrapped because they had to do a whole bunch of other shit. And then... What a what a way to tap off a career. <laughs> it's really rude. Yeah, it's bad. God. What a garbage heap of a movie. How long have we talked about it now? Probably too long. 45 minutes, 45 minutes says, right. says our studio audience member. Thank you, studio audience member. Did you learn something today? Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> to Let's a, move on to something much better. To a way better movie, Halloween H2O, 20 years later, uh, after the rousing success of The Curse of Michael Myers, they were like, well, we can't do better than that. We might as well <laughs> reboot the entire franchise, right? So they did. They, they basically retconned the entirety of 4, 5, and 6. The only sequels, I guess, now are 1 and 2. They didn't make this clear for people back then. So there were some people going like, well, hang on. Well, where's the continuity from six? And there isn't any because that didn't happen. Thank God. I don't know how you could think that four, five and six happen from how this movie begins and with where we see how everything happened. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. All, everything insinuates at the beginning of the movie that... Uh, the only time Michael Myers was seen was during the events of Halloween 1 and 2, and then he disappeared. Which was one incident, yeah. Yeah. And then he was gone. Mm-hmm. So at, at the end of Halloween 2, he disappears. Off-screen escape from whatever ambulance was carrying yeah, his Yeah, he was carrying corpse. He just probably kills everybody in the ambulance and then just disappears. I, I would like to think that we can assume that... Or no, they contradicted, I think. Because we would assume from just watching 2... That Donald Pleasance dies. Well, Dr. Loomis, sorry. Because he blows up in Halloween, too. But then, of course, he comes back at four with a scarred face and everything. Is that, is that the case in this one? There was some newspaper clippings and shit in the intro. I think he still lives past Halloween, too, somehow. Yeah, somehow. They still do that <laughs> shit. Whatever. 
because we start with uh, his nurse from one and two coming back. I think it's the same actress as well. Yeah, much older. Mm-hmm. Uh, early film performance from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was great. As a fucking punk. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> no, he was actually fun. Uh, it was really funny because, like, whatever, her house gets robbed or mugged when in reality it's Michael. Uh, and he goes in to check it and he's all like, whoa, and, like, tripping over shit and breaking shit. And he's like, whoa, he really did a number on your kitchen even though he already did that. Well, he, he what happens is he goes in there he's like, ooh, this shit crazy. And he's fucking around and he opens up the fridge and there's beer in it. He takes the beer. He takes the beer, and then he also wrecks the kitchen. Yeah. Because he gets scurred. Yeah, because he's... Yeah, we get a jump scare or something, right? Yeah, and then he, uh... He goes and hangs out with his friend, and he's like, Yeah, we got beer, lol! And then she goes back in her house to get, eventually, murdered by Michael Myers, who is there to steal a file on Lori Strode that she has to find out where Lori Strode lives. Because Lori, uh, faked her death. Yep, faked her death, went into witness protection... Makes sense yeah. after what happened, and then uh, has a new life. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Michael killed Joseph Gordon-Levitt and that other kid. Sorry, rest in peace, Joe Gorlev. Never got to do any of the other great films, like like what? Yeah, Looper, and Don John. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call Don John great. I like Don John. I like it too. It's a great meditation on why masturbation is good and bad. And porn. Sure. Sure. Something like that, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Don John. Anyway, rest in peace, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He has the potential to be a good actor. He just doesn't always choose the best movies to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever. Whatever. And so now now we go over to our, of course, who is our protagonist in this one. Laurie Strode. And not like the other movie, she doesn't die in the first fucking five minutes. That's how you make a movie with protagonists stable through the series. Yeah, she's... she. This movie is about her. Yes. She owns this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is a fucking boss in this movie. She Jamie Lee Curtis is excellent. She acts her ass off. She's good as fuck in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it makes me even more excited for the new one we're getting because it's supposed to be even better than this one. Because oddly enough, this movie kind of has a is divisive amongst the fans of the series. Some people love it, some people hate it. I don't understand how you could hate it, but then the again, we... People that hate it are the people who like four, like 4, 5, and 6 a lot. Those people are dumb as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm calling you out, John Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've only seen 5, 6, and H2O. <laughs> I've never seen the original Halloween. That's so like Tobin. He's only seen Indy 4. And not the rest of the Indiana Jones movies. I love you, Tobin. I love you too, Tobin. What is wrong with you? Farves rise up. Farves rise up, baby. <laughs> Anywho, th- that makes sense to only like a couple people listening to this. Well, you know, the only people listening to this are people we know. It makes sense to everybody listening to this. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Jamie Lee Curtis is back, and thank God, because we need a stable main character for these fucking movies to work. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? You don't have Donald Pleasance anymore, and he was never the main character anyway, but you don't have him to ground the movie with a good actor, because you need one. So you, get, you ground it with the best actor you've had six, in the entire series. Six and five really struggle from bad acting. This one is pretty good acting. Actually, across the board, as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much. Uh... She 
is a teacher at a private school, kind of a gated private school. Uh, we meet the security guard who runs the gate, played by LL Cool J. Yeah! It's the 90s, boys! Remember LL Cool J? He was even great in this. Uh, he plays kind of like a comic relief character of sorts. Of sorts. It's like... He keeps calling his wife, who is only present through voice in this movie. Yes. Uh, telling her about his erotic fantasy, like memoir no, books he's, he's, he's trying to write yeah, he's trying to write he's trying to write erotic fiction that's what i meant to say yeah and so he's like reading it off to her and she's giving him input and she's like that sucks and he's like come on baby i gotta you know let me write one more book before you tell me to give up on my dream and whatever michael myers shows up <laughs> 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 and, and kind of puts uh, the kibosh on that a little bit actually he doesn't whatever we'll get to that in a minute no, no, no. He, he, it takes a while for michael to show up to in Lori's environment in this they movie. Build they build it up quite a bit because it's it's worth establishing the current way that that Lori Strode lives now. Yeah, because she she has like as you would expect, hella PTSD. They establish it pretty well. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that she would be affected by the stuff that happened to her. Yeah, it makes cuz they 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 project that she has PTSD like Right at the beginning of the one movie. Of, one of the many problems I had with Five is we get introduced to uh, Rachel, and she's just acting like nothing ever happened, even though she clearly lived through Halloween 4, but no, doesn't, like, get overprotective of her surroundings yeah, or anything she like ever that. Known got killed. This is a much more realistic portrayal of, like, trauma. Right. Uh, you know, she's doing her best to live her life, and she's, you know, she's lived through an ex-husband and had a kid who we meet, who's played by, uh, forget his name. He's on, uh, what the hell's that? Penny Dreadful. He's okay. a much older Well, you're looking up his name. I'll keep going. So. It doesn't really matter what his name is. So she, uh, yeah, so she has a, just, a, just her and her kid. Josh Hartnett. There you go. In, in her little house. And, uh, it establishes pretty quickly that she's paranoid about him leaving. Yeah, she's, she's overprotective and overbearing. Because of what Which makes there. sense. And they also established right away that her son knows yeah. about who she used to be and what happened. Nobody else does. No, she only told him and probably her ex-husband, I would imagine. Yeah. She has a boyfriend who's like another, He's another teacher, teacher at the, the school. school. And she's the headmaster, so it's like, get that yeah. little act. Yeah, yeah. dynamic going up. They don't really dive any deeper than that into it, and that's fine. We don't need... they, they dive in deep enough into that relationship for us to care about both of them as characters, I feel. Yeah, because I like uh, the I like the boyfriend. Same with character. the son. Uh, yeah. th- this movie actually has pretty solid, like nothing spectacular, but better than any characters in four, five, and six. That are, that are new characters and established. Yeah. Like they're likable enough. The ones that feel like they're one-off, gonna die characters, like uh, her son's friends, are still fine and feel like they have natural enough dialogue. For '90s characters, I guess. Yeah, well, they're you just kind of feel fuck. you can kind of feel like the influence of stuff like Scream and in, in this movie and shit. They're just they're just trying to fuck, is what the. <laughs> That's what was happening in the first one. I mean, it's fine. And I, then you know. the uh, anyway, Lori's son has a girlfriend, who's actually also a, a pretty decent character, and I, I like. Yeah, she was okay, and he, he has a friend, who looks like Dustin Hoffman. He looks like Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> He's also like really like rude and just wants to fuck. Yeah. And then he has and then that He's character a has a girlfriend. Character. And then yeah, who's like the same way. Yeah. Super horny teenager characters. Yeah. 
We gotta have um, the, 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 gotta have those in Halloween so you get your sex scene. We we get kind of this. Uh, I, I guess there there's like a, he wants to go on this camping trip, and she doesn't want him to go because she'll be away from him. So you get into a fight about it. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, fuck it. You know what? Fine. If I gotta stay here, we're gonna stay here and have a party of our own." To his girlfriend and his friends. Uh, and they're just going to stay and, like, you know, party and drink and fuck, I guess. They steal some alcohol. And uh, so they're planning on being there for Halloween. But then Lori, you know, after an argument, changes her tune and gives him a slip to go. This is also when you find out that. This is also when you find out that Lori has a drinking problem. Oh, yeah. Well, you would. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's realistic, In, in an excellent scene where she goes out to lunch with her boyfriend. Oh, that was dope. <laughs> and then he leaves, and then it's, like, lunchtime, <laughs> and she has a drink that's full, and she brings the waiter over and orders another drink, and he just gives her a look, and then she finishes it off and chugs it right in front of him and says, where's my drink? Oh, God. I loved how sassy she was in that scene. She was like, bitch, I ordered this shit. (laughs) Don't look at me like I'm a piece of shit. He's like, okay, it's 11.30 a.m., but whatever you say, lady. Day drinking on Halloween, you know, and sometimes that's how it be. Especially when you almost get killed by Michael Myers 20 years ago. (laughs) Right. Um, So, whatever. What I'm trying to get at is she, when the bus leaves thinks her son and his friends are on it. So she's like, oh, I get the fuck now. Yeah, she thinks she doesn't have to worry about her son, but in reality she does because he lied because he's like, well, I don't want to go there anyway because now I'm going to get to stay and fuck with my girlfriend and get drunk. So I'm going to do that. So he just lies and says, yeah, mom, bye. I'm going on the trip, but then doesn't go. They're just hiding out. So they're there when Michael shows up. Uh, so there's your cast that's in. So here's your cast that's in the area in this gated kind of like school community. They're isolated from yeah, everybody. It's an isol- it's, it's like a community within the school. It's like an entire campus. Yeah. So you have L Cool J at the gate. Mm-hmm. Then you got Lori Strode, mm-hmm. her boyfriend. Yeah. Then you got her son, his girlfriend, and the two friends. Right, like, very quickly, the movie goes from just those characters being there. And then very quickly after that, the movie goes to just Lori and Michael. Very quickly. Well, it's it's a good option. And I'm not even saying all these characters die either, because they don't. No, they don't. Uh, uh, the, there's a lot of fake-outs and shit. Yeah, there's, uh, right off the bat, like, when, when Lori figures out that Michael, she immediately tries to find her son, because after that, she immediately finds out that he's there. Yeah. She, you know, she finds out he's there first. She tries to find him and then figures out that. Yes. And uh, so she frantically gets her gets her, her son and his girlfriend out, which they already had an encounter with Michael, where both of his friends died. Oh, in some dope scenes, in by actually, the way. Which is, yeah, which is uh, great. Some inventive kills. Uh, there's like a dumbwaiter of sorts. Right? Like, the yeah. thing you pull on. That's yeah, called yeah, a dumb yeah. waiter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I can't really think. Uh, yeah, it's an ancient sure. piece of technology known as the dumb waiter. It's how you, like, when you're in, like, a like a, a bread-making place. Yeah, you, so, like... You bring the bread up to the counter. Michael kills the, the boyfriend, stuffs him in that shit, and sends it down. <laughs> and she tries to goes to go up in it, and he's in there. And she's like, oh, shit, ah! And she's, and she's forced to climb in there with her boyfriend's decaying body. Yeah, as Michael, uh, I think he stabs her once, and then she gets in there, 
but like it like gets trapped on her leg and her leg gets fucked up and it's gross as shit. It gets almost completely taken off, but almost <laughs> enough so that there's just like shit like hanging off. And yeah, it's really gross. and it makes her very slow, slow enough that Michael Myers catches. Well, she her. can only crawl at this point. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Michael kills her. Yep, it was great. Yeah, it was actually like it's a good f- way to start off the kills in the movie. Well, I mean, technically, our kill is the nurse at the beginning of the film. Yeah, that's like your the opening scene, and then it takes a really long time for Michael to kill anybody. We again. get a kind of brief scene of Michael heading towards the college, which was interesting because it showed some restraint on Michael Myers as we, the two luckiest people in the world, <laughs> this woman and her daughter, encounter him at a rest stop. They're in the toilets because they go in the male restroom because the the woman's one is locked. Uh just because the little the her daughter has to pee or whatever and uh they're in there when michael like comes in there and steals her purse with her car keys in it and then steals her car and then steals her car car because his car broke down but doesn't kill them leaves them be lucky ass motherfuckers in a halloween movie The two luckiest people in the entire franchise. If you just got your car stolen by Michael Myers and not murdered by Michael Myers, I, I consider you pretty lucky. That's that's fine. And I think me. you made out. Yeah. You made out pretty well. You made out. Shut up, studio audience. Man. <laughs> anyway. So Mikey get there. He killed those people. He gets he slips past LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Which is who is who is too distracted by his erotic memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. Uh, well, we already kind of established earlier on that he's not the brightest and he's kind of like a pushover. Because he, right. he, he lets the son leave even though he's not supposed to because Jamie Lee Curtis said no. <laughs> right. So then, go through all that, Michael Myers shows up the campus, kills the two friends. Yeah. Lori... Then, as as Lori's son and his girlfriend are running away, they run into Lori and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Michael and... catches up with them, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is where husband tries to shoot at Michael Myers. Mm, yes, they but hide. It's... They they go into the into Lori's house. Yeah, and they they hide the kids in a room, and then they're like, "All right, it's time, Michael, time." Uh, now, mind then... you. Something interesting to point out here is that the the boyfriend just found out about all of this because the, there's like kind of like a romantic scene between him and Jamie Lee Curtis where she spills the beans and tells him about her life, which is a good way to spell out the plot of the last couple relevant Halloween movies, which aren't four, five, and six. Yeah, those uh, aren't relevant at all. So he just found out about this, and now Michael's here. So he's kind of spooked. And I think in because of that, as soon as he sees somebody, he shoots. Guess who what it was, because it wasn't Michael. Shut up, Cool J. Oh, no! And there was, <laughs> so then there's a pool of blood underneath him. Like, oh, fuck, L. Cool J is dead. And I was kind of sad. He's not ever going to publish those erotic memoirs now. And whatever is he going to do? And then... Have a rap career, I guess. And then Michael kills the boyfriend character. Yep. So Lori's like... I get the fuck out of here. She runs, grabs the kids. Then they get towards the gate. They open up the gate. and She gets the kids out. Yeah, they the leave. car's there. And, and then the kids like, are like, get in the car. And then Lori's like, nah, fuck that. I'm finishing this. Oh, it was so good. I didn't really know that was how this movie went. And then the kids, so the kids drive off. To get, and then she shuts the gate. So now, this is the movie. 
It's just her and Michael now. And now there, yeah. there is still like forty minutes left in this movie. Yeah. The gate shuts. It's Lori. It's Michael. Everybody else is gone or dead. Yeah, because which is it's such a dope way to go about it because you this movie kind of subverts tropes a couple times because you kind of just expect her to keep running from Michael. And instead, nah. the very as soon as those gate gate closes, she goes finds a fire emergency fire axe. Then you get this really sick fucking shot where she comes up underneath this balcony and there's a shadow and it casts her shadow really long and then it, it looks really neat and then she, she yell just yells Michael. she yeah. yells Michael. And yeah. then you're like, it's about to fucking go down. And they fight and she beats his ass as far as I'm concerned. Michael didn't do a whole lot. Of... He he gets his shots in. He Don't cut get her me wrong. Once. He cuts her and she has to run away from him under tables and shit a couple times. Yeah, she's and... playing because she has to play guerrilla warfare with Mike. He's not the, strong enough to actually fight Michael. Well, yeah, Michael's a strong fucking otherworldly presence of sorts. So it starts with him getting the drop on her and then she runs away from him for a while, starts fighting back, and then she ends up getting the drop on him, stabs him, like, fucking 20 times and kicks him out a fucking window. <laughs> it's awesome. Onto a table. She beats his ass. Yeah. A lot. And, uh, you know, to the point where, uh, but but he almost kills her again and then LL Cool J wasn't dead and shows up she, and saves well, what her happens ass, is she, right? So his, his corpse is motionless on this broken table. Mm-hmm. She goes down there, and only what I can assume is her getting ready to cut his head off. She swings the axe. She's getting ready to swing the axe. Yeah, she's getting ready to swing the axe and cut his head oh, off. Oh, that's right. No, Cool J stops her from yes. killing him. That's what it LL is. Cool J, because of. he's never been in. He's never seen Michael Myers. Well, he before. doesn't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, to stops her. Like it's over. It's over. Then Lori's pissed. Yeah, at this point, because she's like, "It's not over," and you just stopped me from finishing this. The cops show up, and it almost—it seems like it's the end of the movie. So, so now you have what looks like the typical ending to a Halloween movie. The where... cops are here, and Michael's about to get transported in the ambulance, and because everybody's an idiot, they're just like, well, it'll be fine, and then of course he'll fucking pop out and kill the people in the ambulance and be back next Halloween. Yep, and just when you think it's about to be over, Lori says, fuck this, steals a gun from a cop, <laughs> this everybody out of the ambulance that Michael's in, steals the ambulance and drives away in what is going to be her final attempt to finish him off. It's so good. I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> These last, like, ten minutes of the movie, or, like, six maybe six to ten minutes, yeah. I forget how long it is, is fucking incredible. She is driving with Michael in the back, and he begins to reanimate. He's in a body bag, and she sees him in the rearview mirror and shit. And as soon as he rips out of it, she, like, wrecked a car? She slams on the brakes, no, launches yeah, Michael right. out the window. That's so then, after. Then he gets up, she revs up the car... And fucking full speed slams into that motherfucker. They, him, along with the car. He fucking goes like Nico Bellic out the windshield. Ah! <laughs> right. Oh, that's my pup. Oh, man. I'm what? Gonna let the, I'm gonna let the pup whine. Let him out, studio audience. <laughs> Thanks, studio audience. Anyway. So, she then run, rams him off a cliff. Mm-hmm. With the car. She's in the car. Yeah. Rolls up a cliff, pins Michael falls onto a tree, and the car pins Michael to the tree. Yeah. So Michael's not doing so hot. No, he, he's he's, he's about uh, he, he's like he's like oh fuck. He's pinned to a tree by a car. He's basically fucked. Lori loses consciousness for like a minute. About I yeah, think. but yeah. then she wake up and she she grabbed the axe. She head over. Yeah. And. You have a brief moment where she looks at him, 
And remember, this is her brother, technically. And, like, reaches out her hand for a minute. And then it's just like, fuck it. it cuts off his damn head. It's dope. <laughs> wow, what happened? You're supposed to talk, like, I didn't make it. Wow, what happened, Justin? <laughs> you're supposed to... You're supposed to talk like I, I didn't. I feel like I forgot the last five minutes of my life, Justin. Wow. You're supposed to talk like I didn't do anything in post. Well, you could cut this out, too. <laughs> I don't really care. Genhardt. You're I supposed to talk funny. like I didn't do anything in post. Anyway. That's all staying in. No. <laughs> <laughs> all of it? All of it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Fuck you, Gen. Well, what are you going to do about it? This is half my show, too. This was a producer's cut <laughs> of the Ken and Chubb show. Next week, guys, you're just going to see it's going to be called the Jubb show. Oh, God, what a terrible show. It's just the Jubby report for two hours. That's a different show. It's just called Football After Dark. Go listen to it uh, podcast services, podcast.com, or find us on Twitter at FatPod. Anyway. I don't know how to do that. Can you can you describe how to I'm do not that? going into this. <laughs> I do this enough on the pod on my other podcast. No, I know that's why I was being a dick. Anyway, so yeah, what's, what's okay. about to be what looks like Lori is gonna kill him. She's gonna cut his head off. And it's gonna be it. Because that's that's clearly how you can kill my. That's how you have to kill Michael Myers. I mean, she does it. She does after yeah. like a brief moment where he tries to like. What I'm guessing is like he holds out his hand, probably try to trick her. Oh well, yeah, well we've seen him do it before. Yeah. But, like, you know. And then she, she reaches out of, her hand. Short of going, like, don't kill me, man. Michael does everything he can do while he's pinned up to a tree. Right. <laughs> he can't really do a whole lot. So so Lori goes to reach out her hand to him, and then she's like, nah. Cuts his fucking head off, and then that's how the movie ends. Yeah. I'm glad it just ended there, because that's the hypest moment you could end it on anyway. Well, what else, what else is there? That's it. Nothing. That's Halloween. Yeah, it's over now. There's yeah. no more, except there's more. Fuck. Fuck. That's right. Next episode's gonna be a Halloween Resurrection, except we'll also have all the standard shit. Not looking forward to watching that one. No. At all. No. Everything I know about it, which I won't ruin all of it for you, because I want to see your genuine reaction to the terribleness. But yeah, I, I don't know, know anything about it. I know some of it. It's uh, it's 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 uh, it's been described as one of the worst of the franchise, possibly the worst of the franchise. An unnecessary sequel to H two O, which kind of wraps itself up. It wraps the entire series up. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, to... Michael dies at the end of that movie. H two O is supposed to be Halloween three, basically, and it's supposed to wrap the entire thing up. It feels like an ending. It's an ending, and it should be an ending, but it's not. Here we go again, folks. But but don't worry, you have such great things to look forward to as Buster Rhymes breaking down a door and saying, Trick or treat, motherfucker! I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. And then, such great things as Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. But then, after that, we're going to watch Halloween 2018 and talk about it. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm not looking forward to these other three that we got to watch first. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. H2O is the last good one we're probably going to watch. I've already seen the Rob Zombie ones, and I hate them. I haven't seen Resurrection, but everything I've heard points to I'm going to hate it. Yep. Can't wait to dig through those ditches and burn through those witches and slam in the back of my dragon. <laughs> to these Halloween movies. Yeah. Mm. 
I fuck I fucking hate Rob Zombie, by the way. So just in general, as an artist, I think we've already talked about this on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it probably doesn't help my perspective of the movie going in. I think his, especially his directing style, is dumb. Okay. I've never really watched a Rob Zombie movie. I, I used to be a fan of his music. I'm not really so House much anymore. House of Corpses is dumb. Okay. Halloween is dumb. Yeah. Halloween 2 is dumb. Are those the only three you've seen? He does have more movies than yeah, that. Yeah, they're probably dumb. Like he, got, he had the devil reject. Probably dumb. Uh, he got... He got... Uh, uh, big old... Big old mummies fucking in an igloo. Or whatever. You know, he got, he got all them horror movies. Dumb. He got the blob goes to Taco Bell and has a big satanic orgy with other blobs. Dumb. <laughs> he got uh, he got Dragula the movie, which is just it's the just song a, Dragula it's movie. over. Dragula the movie. It's it's just the song over and over again for an hour and a half to a black screen. Yeah. Or is it just like a a, a loop of Rob Zombie driving a motorcycle? No, it's just the music video for Dragula, which is him slamming in the back of his Dragula, except he's in the front of his Dragula. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> I don't think there is a back of the Dragula. Am I wrong? How does he dig through ditches and burn through witches in the back of a car? Uh, you know, probably it just sounded cool. <laughs> it's all I'm going to go with. No shit! Yeah. Just like, mm. man, this will get, get me to create Juggalos. He didn't do that. He contributed, I guess. It's a subculture of what Rob Zombie created. Yeah. Or... Name me an ICP fan that doesn't also like Rob Zombie. Yeah, the... the... Basically, it, what I'm trying to say is... probably crosses over quite a bit. You're right. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Rob Zombie is a talentless hack! Go ahead and... That's it. We're done. Get the fu- We're fucking me. done. You don't gotta yell at me. That hurt my Rob Zombie feelings. Fuck you, Genhart. Dig through the ditches and burn. Slam. Drag you, look!